Hey everyone, this is Till Death to Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Season 11, Episode 18. Del Mar by the Shade. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so funny. He's dumb. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say off the top that I do feel like we're starting to get into that territory where there's about three different conversations and dramas that are just on repeat. And they don't seem to, like, get anywhere or break through or change. And so it's starting to, like, it's just a little, like... Ugh. It's starting to wear me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the main big event is that Kathy is hosting a girl's trip to Del Mar. So they're staying at some beautiful resort, and she has planned, like, events for them. And this is, like, as exciting as our girl's trips are going to get in yeah. the pandemic. During the pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> so... I mean, there's obviously a lot of hilarious things that lead up to leaving that just really paint the picture of Kathy's true incompetence with daily life activities. Okay, first being (laughs) Kathy and Dorit talking while they're FaceTiming. And I got to say, I was a little peeved because Kathy wants to like get to the bottom of stuff. And I'm like, oh, you're just going to like ask Dorit for Dorit's side of the story. Interesting. I know, that Uh, was just random. It bothered me. But it made me feel instantly better to see Dorit going on and on and on about all of this Garcelle bullshit. And Kathy going, "Uh uh-huh, oh, okay. Not paying attention. Doesn't give her anything. At all. She was just, like, not even going to, like, comment on the Garcelle stuff. So she just lets Dorit... I mean, to me, it's like, Dorit, if you need any more proof... That what everyone has to say about you is correct. That you are a rambling narso that doesn't listen to anyone else. Just watch the scene of yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, the fact that Kathy is so clearly not engaged and not listening to most of it. And that you couldn't give a care in the world. No cues. No awareness. That, like, she's bored or, like, doesn't want to go there or whatever it would be. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, those are honestly sometimes the most fascinating people to me because their complete lack of awareness, like, it's just, like, kind of amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I can't stand Dory, but her inability to see herself for who she is is... It's kind of hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Because it's just so bad. So, Also, I just want to say, I was, I don't, can't think of a time I was more stressed out watching Housewives <laughs> than watching Kathy and Kyle try to leave, uh, leave the oh house. Oh, my God. Well, It is Kathy a total shit show. She doesn't have her purse. She doesn't have her phone. It's all because of the lady. The lady that works at that my house. That works for me. She didn't send me with my purse or my phone. It's her fault. It's the lady. We need to call the lady. We don't know the name of the lady, but she's the lady. <laughs> then, I mean, just to like underscore this, they arrive in Del Mar and Kathy drove, which was like a huge deal. And she says, Goodness, I'm exhausted. I'm not used to driving, period. <laughs> Kyle is a total. 
spaz all over the place. Don't don't open the door. Don't let the dogs out. Ah, where's my purse? Where's my cell phone? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind having to watch this. But I think that half of it comes from the fact that she can't trust her damn sister to do anything. Yeah, this is so true. So she like feels responsible for her sister as if she was another one of her children because she can't trust Kathy to think of any of the details other than like the tablescape for the pop-up picnic. Like anything beyond that and like table card settings, <laughs> like you, you, she can't expect Kathy to know. She, Kathy doesn't know how to do basic things, like yeah. find things or like, I mean, she can't even remember to get her purse unless the lady hands Puts the it purse to her. in the car already. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, Glacier. Um, Sutton has all like these foot problems, which I just wrote was like honestly a blessing, because it meant that she was not present for at for least a lot of half stuff. of it, which saved everybody. And then, of course, the second she rejoins, we have a re-explosion of all the same bullshit. Um, and something that I just was wrote was like, the more like familiar I'm getting with Kathy's level of opulence and wealth, I'm honestly disappointed. Like, why are we not on a yacht? Mm. We should be on a yacht. Kathy probably owns a yacht, like full of servers, like a fully staffed, like, let's go on a yacht. Why are we going to like a random resort in San Diego? True. You know? I mean, it is dead of winter. You really, like, you'd be inside the yacht most of the time. I guess. On the Pacific. But she should be hosting everything that matters, and it should be, we should be taking full advantage of all of the incredible wealth that she has access to. Mm-hmm. Um, so is... we've got the pop-up beach picnic yes. without Sutton. Yes, because of her worsening ankle. They're like, you know what, let's not... Uh, we don't want to hang out with Sutton, so what are we going to do? Hey, let's go put a picnic on the beach because she can't walk down steps or do anything for herself. So we'll just go to the she beach. She was at the doctor while they were doing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. But this killed me. So Sutton's calling Kyle to give her an update on what the doctor said. And Kyle goes, oh, Sutton's calling. Sorry, Erica. That killed me i was like are you kidding kyle like grow the fuck up you are friends with both of these women why are you apologizing to erica for the fact that sutton is calling you it's so on the same trip it was so telling for me in this picnic to see how oh sutton's sutton and garcelle aren't here Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like we're back to being Team Erica again. Right. And Dorit and Kyle aren't voicing any of the issues right. that they've been talking about behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. What dinner with our husbands we were laughing and making fun of everyone? Huh? Right. That's all gone now. And we yeah. can, and just give me, they're the ones who are the most you. scared of Erica. Yep. They are. Yeah. It's those two. Okay. We have the moment. Can you remind me, like, I think it was before Erica ends up sharing that there was a competency hearing that day for Tom. It was before because that doesn't come out till way later, the competency hearing. They No, what oh. I'm getting at is that we get the whole head injury conversation again. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember, like, did Dorit bring that up? Like, why did we go there again? I think um, 
Erica, you know, said something to the effect of, like, she's not going to be tolerated. I will not be called, I will not tolerate being called a liar. And they're saying, well, she didn't call you a liar. She said you lied about the head thing, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's th- like, wait, what? And then they're like, well, you know, the accident you said happened where yeah. he got the head injury. And she goes, right, allegedly. Yeah. And you're like, wait, wait, what is alleged? Allegedly, you're the one that told this story three weeks ago. Yeah. Or a month ago, whatever. Allegedly. That, like, made my head spin on my neck. I was so confused. Allegedly. Like, you you think you're a lawyer at this point. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And, and what does that mean? Like, are now, is she basically like, oh, shit, I told that lie a couple months ago and it doesn't really support where we stand now, so now I'm going to say that? Like, you were the one that told us this story in La Quinta. Yeah. Which was supposedly supposed to be filling in the gaps and telling us, like, a new version of a story that you had lied about three years before. But you framed it like it was a confession and blah, 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 blah. And yes, that is where Sutton decided that maybe there were some red flags because we're starting to put together some context clues that a lot of the things you told us in the past aren't actually how they happened. Mm-hmm. And... So you, t- I just, I just, I just, the allegedly Tom had a head injury. I'm like, bitch, you told us that story. And then she, and then they're like, well, you know, like you can understand why she reacted that way. You were, you know, really mean and you, you threatened, threatened her. And she goes, she should be threatened. I don't care if she thinks I threatened her. She should be threatened. Everyone can fuck off. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm just done. I, uh, done. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and they all just sit there. Exactly. Nobody it's, says, it's ridiculous. Nobody says, Erica, I don't think it was cool when you threatened her. Or like, did we really need to threaten? Like, everyone is scared shitless of her. I know. It's insane. And so what it ends up doing is like, yes, I understand that when you're in the moment with someone that's very intimidating or kind of aggressive, if you are freaked out by them you can convince yourself that it's better to just be quiet because, like, the last thing you want is them to freak out at you. But you know what? Sutton is your guys' friend. She called you, Kyle, ten minutes ago because you have acted like you're allegedly Sutton's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a little bit of a responsibility to also show up for her. I- I'm just so annoyed and disappointed. Oh, me too. And just, it... it, it fucking skyrockets when we get to the main next big thing so yeah garcelle comes can i just say the white on white white on white her outfit looked great amazing amazing oh i thought that's what you were gonna just say no it's not what i I was just gonna say say. i just loved her outfit what i was gonna just say was that it is so apropos that Sutton has an ankle in- injury in light of all of this talk ah, about right. accidents, ankles, ankles brains, <laughs> wheelchairs, yeah. mental capacity. Yeah. It's just so on the freaking nose yeah. that <laughs> as this episode is taking place, mm-hmm. Sutton has a bum ankle. <laughs> it is great. I know. So they basically, everyone convenes for this nice dinner. Yeah. And this is where all the shit hits the fan all over again. Before we even get to it, they do these 
like one word check-ins pretty much with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, how are you? I'm scared. You know, like Erica, what did she say? I'm fearful or something to that effect. And I got to call crap on Kathy a little bit here Mm -hmm. because she says, they ask Kathy, how are you? And she says, I'm anxious. There are issues that that still need working on. And I'm like, since when has Kathy cared about Engaged any of all. this bullshit? Yeah. And it just felt disingenuous to me. Mm-hmm. And like, she was like, oh, well, this is my, I have to. It's like, you are the it's one. It's my at, trip, so I have to participate more. Like, maybe the producers. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it was almost like, you need to participate more. Why don't you go stir some things up? Because <laughs> I'm like, let's do a quick recap of your involvement in drama so far at Rinna's beauty event you're putting on your compact your lipstick not even paying attention to the Gar- Dorit Garcelle of it all telling, Fuck you, you, all of you you would know about the issues going on if you were paying attention right. like Kathy we love you you're hilarious but it really just felt BS like Oh, and then you this thing at your house. You're mad that everyone's getting into drama at your house. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you want to be like, let's resolve our issues. I just, it bothered me. It rubbed yeah. me the wrong way. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So we have Sutton tries to be like, well, I just blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't want to blah. I just blah. And then Erica's like, I don't care. Why are you speaking to me? Why are you even speaking to me? And Kathy's like, you know what? Can we try? Can we say... We can forgive. And then we have Dorit butting in saying, no, Erica says the door is closed. Erica Anytime says, Dorit talks, oh, it makes everything worse. worse. Fact. Facts. So she's like, Erica says the door is closed. It's closed. Um, thank you. Thank you, Dorit, for speaking on behalf of Erica, even though we all know that you are actively shit talking Erica's whole situation behind her back. So like she's just so fake I can't even stand she it. She talks out of both sides of her yeah. mouth all the time. So then Dory, because she she doesn't know how to not make something about her if she's speaking. So she eventually takes this back to how she still can't get over Garcelle saying at that one dinner well, that's not what you said last night, Dory, when no one was having Sutton's back, the first dinner party from hell. Mm-hmm. I could not believe that we were still talking about that tiny moment, which was so not the big deal of that dinner. And I actually loved when Kathy goes, oh, you're still carrying that torch? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still talking about it. Because Dorit keeps talking about it, because Dorit can't handle the so funny. It's just so funny because her whole thing is just be upfront and be honest with me. And one time mm-hmm. someone has done that in the past, and it was Garcelle in front of everyone and said, You're you harp t- on it for weeks and after. now and you can't handle it. Yeah. And this just spun into like I was really starting to lose my shit watching this whole thing because then it talks into Rena jumps in and it's like just be real just be real and I'm like am I getting gaslit by this whole no literally like by this whole staff this whole cast staff staff no it's driving me insane I was so upset I was like how does this cast manage no matter what when Erica and her 
huge drama is clearly the main thing at hand, the main issue of corruption and lies and like stories that we need to fill the gaps in. How do I always end up getting so mind fucked? Because by the end of all of those conversations, the group is either coming for Sutton or Garcelle. And I'm always left with my head spinning. Like, how did we get here? How do we always keep coming for the two women that have been the most transparent and honest, even when it was uncomfortable? It gives credence to this whole idea of they're an in-group and an out-group. Yes, it does. It really does. I just can't stand how this whole thing played I out. No, and then we, because we basically harass and push Garcelle to the point of tears, and she breaks down because they won't just trust her at face value. I am feeling on the outside, and like Rinna starts needling her with that. Basically, they're all just pissed that Garcelle said this in an interview because it makes them look bad to everyone. Yeah. Never mind the fact that Garcelle has tried to be open with all of you about that feeling she was having on more than one occasion. And everybody kind of dismissed her because they didn't agree with her stance at the time or it was like in front of Erica and it was a we were more worried about pleasing Erica or not getting Erica mad at me as an individual than we were about having Garcelle's back in the moment. There, Never mind that nobody had her back except Sutton when Dorit decided to make an entire luncheon about tearing Garcelle down with a smug smile on her face. And so we push her to the point of tears because Rinna goes, you know, I mean, Garcelle, I mean, it just was really not cool that you said that in the interview. And you know what? Like, I could I could see an argument being made for, like, did you have to say that in front of people? But it was coming off of multiple nights and events where she spoke her truth and usually it was the truth and people either dismissed her or twisted what she did and made it bad and... The point is to me that she tried to be open multiple times that I'm feeling excluded or on the outs. And Rena's like, well, you said blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I just said that I feel on the outside, even though I'm being invited to everything. Everybody knows that feeling. Like you're being invited out of duty, but I show up and like no one's really trying that hard with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I I just, Rinna saying, I do, but I don't say it when Garcelle. Okay, no, Kyle, was it Kyle that said that? Or was it Rinna? So, so Garcelle finally goes, have you ever thought that maybe this is a little odd for me? The fact that I'm the only black person here. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, we've thought it. We just haven't said anything before. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't. She's it like, doesn't well, matter. How am I supposed to know like, that yeah. you have any empathy for me? Um, and her sharing with everyone, she, and she says she's like, "Look, this isn't all about race. This is about a lot of the dynamics of this group." But has it ever crossed your mind? Like, why has it been no one's priority to investigate why I'm feeling on the outside and maybe try and figure out why that is from a vulnerable place rather than just making me never mind the fact that on top of these feelings I have described to you guys I'm having based on real things that have happened on top of that I'm the only black woman in the cast 
on a show that has historically just been all rich white ladies and you guys were an established group before I got here. Like, have you ever even considered that just that in and of itself would be hard and maybe a lot of pressure and maybe a new experience for me where like I could have used some extra compassion, some extra understanding and some extra effort. And then you throw on like it's like you guys have never con even considered that. And then you throw on top of that that there's been all these scenarios where like it looks like Dorit and Rinna in particular are like trying to pick me apart. Mm -hmm. you and know? it's all started in La Quinta. Yes. With and then it's and then there's been just example after example of them being like, Garcelle, like you don't want to be friends her. with us. What's why? Why don't you want to be friends with us? And I'm like, you know what? If you guys were real friends to Garcelle, you would be the one initiating this conversation with her. Right. You would be the one saying, Hey, how are you feeling about you know X Y and Z. How, what do you really really mean about the out group? Like, right, right. Are, do you feel a certain like type of way about being the only asking. black person on this show? Basically, you the know? opposite of what that meetup that her and Rena had was, where yeah. Rena was completely guarded, completely dismissive, and said, "Well, basically everything you're saying is exactly how I felt when you didn't send me a thank you text for the spaghetti sauce after you'd already thanked me in person." Ridiculous. <laughs> And the, the, they're the same, we're the same, cool, moving forward. So it gets to the point where Garcelle does totally break down and, like, shows this vulnerable side. And, like, none of the women can ever argue with tears. You know, that's that usually rallies them at least to a version of their senses, if not to a fault. Because that's, like, seems like that's how Erica garners a lot of sympathy. Um, but anyways, this was the most me out. This was the most um, displeasing part. Their reactions to it yes. was the worst part of this whole thing, in my opinion. Because they suddenly all scramble to her. They suddenly are like, oh, oh, oh. Everyone is like, And then Rinna says sharing. after, you just got vulnerable and it was beautiful. And it made me want to vomit. Totally. I was like, fuck you, Rena. Like, was this was supposed so to be mad. your actual friend from your actual personal life, apparently, for the last 20 years. And, like, she had to break down into blubbering tears in front of everyone for you to take her pain seriously. Just not impressed at all. Oh, I was disgusted. And then you just say, like, some trendy line about vulnerability. Like, you don't give a shit. You Why just want to look like a nice person. Exactly. Right Why does someone need to be pushed to this point? For you for guys you to, to start caring. It's r utterly ridiculous. And, and she an hasn't wronged everyone. She has not wronged everyone this season. She hasn't been a villain. No. You know? No. I mean, and <sighs> there was a smirk that Dorit gave. And I totally read it. It was like a smirk and nod. And it felt like she was thinking, look what I was able to accomplish with you. Ew. In a way. You know what I mean? Like... Like, oh, she look what I was that. able to get out yeah, of you, you know? And it's like, fuck off. No. Like, oh, I was so I'm disgusted so by Dory this whole thing. And Rinna. Yeah. Yeah, it really bothered me. And like, look, I do think that now they get it on a different level. And we'll see how the next few weeks go. But I think it's really embarrassing for all of them. Oh, totally. That Garcelle had to have a fucking crying breakdown for you to all witness her frustration and hurt as real 
Like, and let's like also not act like, oh, she's, yes, she has been a bit guarded, but with good reason. And she hasn't been like some aggressive person or like she doesn't, she doesn't start drama out of nowhere. Like she is very even keeled and reasonable. And so the fact that she had to like crumble before you for you to take her seriously, that her feelings were hurt, like that's a you problem, not a her problem. Yeah. Ugh, so that was very upsetting to me. Um, I, we, okay, so then there's the sound bath the next day, which is just, <laughs> it's, I love how Kathy dabbles in like, vaguely spiritual activities that you know she only gets exposed to because other celebrities. So, like, we find out we're doing the sound bath because she went to Kim Kardashian's baby shower and they had a sound bath. And she just thought it was so beautiful and relaxing. And yet at the end of the day, you end up, like, you always end up coming back around to finding out, like, Kathy only knows, like, the most surface-level thing of what this is. She thinks it's cool. It's a good time to close your eyes. Like, yeah, we, there's nothing beyond that, you know, like, even like how she talked about the third, eye, all the different things. Yeah. So it just cracks me up because she ends up just falling asleep and taking a nap during the sound bath, which like is perfectly fine, but hilarious. Um, and Erica is not there. And like there's side chatter happening that like it's because she found out that the brother like it came out in page six that the brother in the hearing the day before it said he wants Tom put in a mental facility. Um, and so then like they're talking to her. I just, here's something I've noticed with Erica. She gets a funny little pleasure about telling everyone after the fact that she knew some really bad information when she was X, Y, Z. So when I was at dinner last night, I already know this, knew this horrific information about Tom and his brother. Um, She loves the reaction it gets because it's like, Erica, oh my God, you didn't say anything? You sat through that dinner and you didn't say anything? Our hearts break for you. Oh, that must have been so hard. And she loves telling people stuff like that after the fact. Oh yeah, at that dinner. Oh, I already knew. Well, what it also does is it creates this um, it garners sympathy. It garners sympathy, but it creates now a retroactive kind of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If she, if she were to behave, oh, she was going through something. If she was to behave horribly, and let's say like we got into even worse territory with the Sutton thing the night before, then she could go back to her little in group of Rena and Kyle right. and Dorit and say, "Oh well, you know." I, I learned this last know. night. Just deadpan face. I learned this last night. And they're like, I actually oh, knew before dinner. That's why. That's why you were a raging twat. Exactly. exactly. Oh, it's okay, honey. I know. I hate it. I hate it. We see through it. So annoying. I just have no sympathy left for Erica. Also, it it has come out. So who is that? Um, remember that Beverly Hills housewife who was only on for one season who loved to brag about her $25,000 sunglasses? Yes. God, she's hilarious and so obnoxious. So she was the one in the documentary, right? Yes. Okay. So she has a Patreon, Patreon account, Patreon, Patreon, (laughs) um, like a podcast that gets delivered through that, and she's apparently got all this juice. And according to her, she is ninety nine percent sure 
that Erica actually has a very, very, very wealthy boyfriend who's based out of Las Vegas, and he's worth over $200 million. And he's the one who is has been supporting her through all of this. Yeah, because she still keeps complaining about how poor she is. Right. And yet is and not yet. living a poor no. lifestyle. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, yeah, so I mean... That was my big thing I wrote. Like, why isn't her, like, at the end, I was just still so upset by the way that these women are, like, totally deflecting from the main issue at hand, which is Erica and all of her damn lies. And how do we keep them straight and fill in all the, fill in all the gaps? The deflecting to coming for Sutton and Garcelle because they're the only ones that will ever speak truth is just... So exhausting and upsetting at this point. And I thought that it was telling. So in Watch What Happens Live, Sutton was on this week. And Andy was like, the fans asked, why didn't you expose to Erica that the other girls agreed with you about everything you thought? And I'm like, that's a great question because that's what's it. The women are gaslighting me and all of us into thinking on a week to week basis. Because whenever they're with Erica, they gaslight all of us into thinking, oh, wait, no, they don't think she did anything wrong. They don't think she lied. They don't, they're just here to support her. Oh, okay. Like, they use enough frilly language. You're like, I guess I get it. They don't know yet. And then you, like, remember, like, no, they were just having this conversation. Like, they don't believe any of her shit either. And Sutton just said, that's their job, not mine. And, like, I respect that. I mean, though, if I was her at this point, I would have outed all of them. Yeah. And that's, of course, what Garcelle was trying to do. That one fateful night, the first dinner from hell, was, like, she was sitting there like, are these bitches serious? Because we were all just together two days ago and everyone agreed on all the same shit. And now you're all letting Sutton flounder. And not only that, but you're even, like, coming for her a little bit. And that's what prompted her to say, well, that's not what you said the other night, Dorit. You know? Yeah. But it's true. So Sutton is like, t- chose to take the higher road by like. Saying I'm done and with I this. Guess, I'm not going to be like Yeah, and I guess at the end anymore. of the day, she probably always had it in the back of her mind. What these women really thought and said is going to come out because it was all on fucking camera. Yeah. And might have something to do with the fact that this reunion It's not going to be three weeks. It's going to be a four-week special. One whole month of Beverly Hills reunions. Of reunions. Oof. Woo! Um, We are curious what your guys' thoughts are about us maybe doing a bi-weekly recap for the reunions um, where, like, every other week we go over the last two weeks of reunions. Just because, on one hand, there's so much to talk about, yes, but on the other hand, like, we're not changing scenery at all. And it's all a continuation of the last thing. So I'm we're just putting it out there that that's something we're considering. And we are curious if you have thoughts, if you're super anti that and you want one every week, like, shoot us a DM or something because that'll be really good to know. But it's something we're considering because a four-part reunion series is a lot. Um, it's a certain kind of thing. It's just different recapping that. But holy shit. Like, I mean, I really, I truly cannot wait to see these reunions. Oh, I know. Because and that's another part of this. 
that's a, with the with the reunions being like the light at the end of the tunnel here. It's yeah. kind of hard to keep rehashing the right, same shit, you're like, knowing can we just get that. To that point, so we can like get some vindication here. Yeah, be, I want like some I'm real tired of the, I'm tired of the conjecture. Yeah. I want I want the tapes. The tapes will be shown. The, the receipts. Tapes. The receipts will be there. Yeah. Um, you know, Erica's gonna come prepared. So. Yeah, just I get mean, us there, yeah, please. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Sutton's shoes are works of art. They're her friends. <laughs> I thought Rena at the end of this episode looked like a buffoon with her tie-dye sweatsuit and her black bandana tied on her head. It looked <laughs> I, it I, I was like, what <laughs> are we doing here? Um, that's kind of all I have. Again, like I feel like it feels like a lot being rehashed at this point mm-hmm. because there isn't anywhere to move forward with people's stances as they are right now no. and with people holding to the alliances they've chosen to hold to and the fears they're choosing to give into and by maintaining the status quo. And it doesn't seem like we're getting any more like bombshell no. news that needs right. to be rehashed or kind of figured right. out. It's just kind of, yeah, it's, it's the like, same It's like I old. feel like the next step is holding up all of these scenes in front of all of these women in the same room and going hey, remember when you said that? Answer for that shit now. Yeah. Because there has been so much, like, lying and faking and, like, bullshit alliances this season. So we are ready for accountability. I don't know about you, but we are ready and we are tired. Any other thoughts? I concur. (laughs) We'll see if Crystal has an opinion on anything at all. Yeah. About this whole process. I feel like she's kind of trying. She's playing all the sides. Yeah. She, I mean, she doesn't like Sutton, so she's not going to stand up right, for Sutton. Right. But it definitely just seems like she's keeping her mouth quiet and trying to join the Kyle Dorit like, group. Yeah. I don't for know. For sure. For sure. Um, to, so like, that'll be interesting. To her stance. Exactly. It's kind of get that vibe. Oh, it needs to be said. When Kathy is speaking in her interview, it was just sort of the, the, the toe with the camel's back. What is it? The straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back, Kathy. Uh, no toes. I just want an inspirational booklet of like one-liners. Kathyisms, from yeah. Like someone work on that. Yeah, it probably already exists. It's just too good. <laughs> A Kathy Hilton coloring book with in, in with yes. fr- with phrases. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, well, that's all we got for this week. We hope you're having a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.